All right, and welcome to a special edition episode of Off the Post Boston Sports. I'm Carter Hawkman. Here with me, I have New England Revolution midfielder Scott Caldwell. Scott, thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carter. Absolutely. Um, so I want to, we're just going to breeze past uh, that, that red card from the other night. We're not going to talk about it. Don't <laughs> worry about that. Uh, it does lead me to ask, uh, however, about uh, your thoughts on uh, video assistant review VAR you know, how it's both positively and maybe even negatively affected the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great question. Cause you know, we're still only a couple of years into it um, and, and you see mistakes happen from it, but I think a majority of the time it is a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I really think that it, it, um, it corrects most, you know, issues on the field, whether it be, you know, offsides that leads to a goal or whether it be a, a hard tackle that, should or should not be uh, red card. It, it does take care of a lot of the issues that can influence a game uh, one way or the other. Um, you know, obviously some people have a gripe with the, the amount of time it takes or uh, whether or not they're looking into certain things too much, um, especially uh, with the slow-mo they had on, on my tackle. Uh, <laughs> I think that made it worse for sure, but uh, overall, I think it's a good thing for the game, um, and, and hopefully, as the years, you know, as we continue to use it, and the, the referees and the leagues continue to use it, they'll be able to fine tune it a bit and make it even better uh, year after year. It is interesting to see how you know, and you've seen it play out in other sports where, in real time, you know, it might not look as terrible versus if you watch it in slow mo it can affect you know the referee's decision making a little bit because you're looking at it almost too carefully whether that's where you want to ask is do you want the human error aspect or do you want it to be absolutely perfect yeah i mean it's a tough question to have obviously you want certain things to be perfect but can't it can't disrupt the flow of the game or 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 change the outcome in a way that um that isn't you know necessary or if almost like they're over correcting things but i think for the most part like i said i think it's a great thing to have and I think it's only going to get better year to year. Absolutely. And I do back because we, you did just complete um, the MLS's back tournament uh, in Florida, in the bubble. I want to talk about what you thought going into the bubble. What were your expectations like with, you know, the hotel accommodations, almost nobody else there, um, the lack of fans. What were your expectations going into it versus how did it actually turn out for you? Yeah, I think there's a two two ways to answer. You can look at it from the you know the virus side of things, and you can look at it from the the soccer side of things. And and I think um, there was a lot of uncertainty uh, going into it on both sides. You know, uncertainty whether the protocols were going to work, whether uh, you know how <clears throat> how prepared everyone was for the current situation. Um, and then on the soccer side, you know. Uh, how are the games going to be? How is the training going to be? You know, just all everyone being in one spot, you know, how is it going to affect the, the, uh, the play? Uh, and I think overall it was a, it was a successful um, tournament. Unfortunately, a couple teams had were unlucky in their travels down and had to be um, removed from the tournament. Um, but for the most part, you know, once teams were in and they were, clearly testing negative. I think from a virus standpoint, it was very safe and guys, you know, 
guys were very professional about it, both on and off the field. And from a soccer side of things, although, although we didn't do as well as we would have hoped, we started off strong. And I think, um, you know, our team got a few good results and wish we could have gone further. I would have to ask, what were you, what were your expectations going into it that actually played out versus what were your expectations that didn't, didn't happen the way you thought they would at all? Um, that's a good question. I think the games, they felt real. Um, at least to me, they did. And, you know, that's difficult when you're in a unique situation like that, but they did feel like league games, you know, everyone took them as they should, you know, it's our job. They took them, uh, you know, professionally. And we went out and, and wish we could have gotten, you know, three wins in the group stage to go towards our, uh, to go towards our, our season standings. Um, I'm trying to think, I can't really think of anything that didn't go, uh, well, or didn't go, you know, according to expectations, but, uh, I'm, I was just pleased overall with the uncertainty, you know, a lot of players had going into it, that it turned out to be an overall positive. I think everyone wants to know how the lack of fans impacted the game at all. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's not, uh, a good situation whenever, you know, there, there are no fans. We would love to be playing in front of fans. We would love to have our supporters behind us um, every single game, whenever it's possible. Uh, it's still our jobs to go out and play, though, the same way. So so as much as it, it's unfortunate that we can't have the fans, we still have to, to go out and play just like any other game. Um, you know, I'm sure there is a, an effect on it. I'm sure there is for, for a lot of players and um, just not having the, the same atmosphere, you know. Um, but we still have to go out and do do everything possible to win games. Absolutely. And I have to ask, I guess, what was Bruce Arena's message going into that regarding the fans or regarding the attitude of the team? Yeah, I mean, it's just we have to play – we have to take everything on a professional level and play to the best of our abilities. You know, we, we're all uh, – Bruce and our whole team are disappointed that we can't play in front of our supporters. We cannot uh, – wait until that happens and, and and when we can have fans back in our stadium. Um, but it was just to, you know, to take every game like a, a league game as it is and, and to try to get wins and results to move up the table. And speaking of Bruce, since, since your time uh, with the revolution in 2013, you've been a member of the squad under, under three different head coaches with three di- very different styles. You've been with Jay Heaps, Brad Friedel, and now Bruce Arena. What have you learned about the league as a whole and its growth from those three? Yeah, that's a tough question because they're, they're definitely in three different parts of, of uh, the league, uh, my career. And, and coming in under Jay uh, as a young, a young player out of college where I'd been able to train with the team prior years, I kind of I had a good grasp of the team itself and everything, but I was new. I, you know, I was a, a, a rookie, uh, you know, only my first few years, and, and I just tried to learn as much as I could from him and from the players. I tried to um, – you know, just take everything in and, and do everything possible um, <clears throat> it, to learn and to better myself. Uh, he, I think, did a very good job in game preparation and, and uh, you know, keeping the mood uh, light but serious. And I think our team really responded well to it. Um, I think I got a different perspective from Brad, having he having played overseas uh, and, and at such a high level for so long. Um uh, you know, learned a lot from him and, and they really took the, the pressing to a whole new level uh, defensively. 
And, and under Bruce, I'm just trying to learn from all his success. I'm trying to learn as much as possible uh, each and every day. He's done a really excellent job of, of getting the, the team to playing back to, you know, how we're capable of playing. And hopefully this year it'll only improve under Bruce. Absolutely. You mentioned uh, your college soccer experience. You played at Akron. Um, I hate to mention the fact that when I played Akron, when I was in college, you guys spanked us five, nothing. Oh yeah, it was, it was tough, but uh, <laughs> where, where was that? That was in Akron, right? That was in Akron. Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember it had Akron gone up to um, gone up around here to, it was UMass Lowell, right? Yep. Yeah. Had I gone to, or had they gone up there? When I was around, I was going to try to catch the game, but I saw the schedule and saw I was at Akron, so I couldn't make it. Yeah, well, you know, you didn't miss much. Yeah, fortunate uh, for you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to keep going, but um, with, you know, obviously the league is, is rapidly expanded under under Don Garber. And with with MLS expanding as rapidly as, rapidly as it has since you've been a part of it, how have you seen uh, – the talent increase and the competitiveness rise with it? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, over, over the course of my career, I think um, every single year and it's, it's, I don't mean it to be a cliche, but every year the league gets better. Um, Whether it be the current players that just continue to raise their level um, or the, the players that they bring in, uh, you know, each team individually and collectively as a whole, the players the league brings in to, to raise the level. And I think it's only going to continue that way. Um, you know, the speed of play, the speed of, of, uh, of game, uh, just, you know, have gotten so, so quick. And, uh, and it's just great to see that. And it's great to see young American players also getting the chance to do well in that situation. Uh, you know, I think every, every year uh, that we have young American players continue to play well and do well in the league is only going to better our, uh, you know, our growth of a, as a country in, in soccer. Absolutely. And it's interesting to see, you know, these, these, uh, these cities and these States get, get that have great markets for, for professional sports organization, like, like Austin and, and, and Nashville, um, finally, and St. Louis finally get Major League Soccer looks. Where are you most excited to play with, with expansion? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I, I don't know, actually. I hadn't thought of it because the, they hadn't, they, at least the, the planned teams haven't come in, but I'm definitely, any team that comes in, you want to go there, see what it's like, see what the atmosphere is like, because in recent history, the expansion teams have done an awesome job of bringing in, um, you know, making it, whether it be a soccer specific stadium or whatnot, but the atmospheres have been great. And, and you just hope that they continue whether the team has success or not. Um, Cause I know, you know, that's always difficult uh, when a team doesn't have success to be able to bring and bring that energy each and every game uh, from a supporter standpoint. But luckily, luckily ours have done that and, and only hope to continue to do well and, and get better uh, and have a good year this year. But, but like I said, I don't know if there's one team in particular I'd be looking forward to going to. Um, you know, all of them with new stadiums, they're always fun to go check out and to, to see what the uh, what it's like there. Uh, and the league has done an excellent job, to be fair, of picking those clubs and picking the cities that have uh, embraced the culture and done a, done a good job of that. 
Absolutely. And speaking, you know, speaking about excitement, you know, we're now two games in back uh, from the MLS's back tournament. Uh, and you, we have a draw and we had a, a great two, two, one win um, against DC. Uh, the issue though, that seems to be surrounding the club, it was early on last season. And then as, as Bruce arena took over, scoring was not an issue but it seems that that that's sort of a similar pattern with you know scoring a, a lot of goals with it with a club that has as much talent as the new england revolution what's the message like for you guys in practice in the locker room to avoid that frustration yeah i mean it's we always got to stay positive look at you know a season although this season is a little bit shortened and it will be um compared to a normal year it's a long season and you have to take uh you know there's never going to be positives all around you know the whole entire year as any team can can um, attest to that but uh stay positive make sure guys are still looking to get in the box uh, and the goals will come you know we work on that stuff in training um you know more specifically types of runs and and ways to to get guys in good positions to score goals and i think we've done a good job of that in games uh it, we've just been off by a tiny bit so the goals will come um and, and we just have to stay stay uh, strong defensively and, and continue to limit the other team's uh, attacks. Absolutely. You know, it's from a fan standpoint myself, it's, it's everything's there and it's always, it's always inches off or it's always the post or it's always just offside or it's just, it's just enough off, but you can, you can tell that everything's, everything's coming to fruition. Yeah. I mean, we, our players have, have in the attack have put together some great, great um, combinations and put ourselves in great spots and the goals, you know, the finishing will happen. Um, and, and we just got to, yeah, continue to work at it and uh, get those results like we did in DC. With that, you will have two new teammates coming very soon. Kakuta Mane and Tommy McNamara. I have to ask, what are you most looking forward to about playing with these guys? They're both excellent, uh, excellent players. You know, they bring different things to the table. Uh, we, we got to see them the last couple of days in training, which is awesome. Um, you know, they're veterans in the league. Uh, they both bring really, really good different skills in the attack. And, uh, you know, I, I just overall looking forward to seeing how they can, uh, how they can influence our team uh, and, and help us win some games. You know, uh, Kakuta's got this pace that's, you know, really difficult to deal with really quick on the ball um you know works hard and is good in multiple areas of the game and tommy's just great to get ball into tight areas space turn he's a great finisher um really can influence um any attack any attack that he joins uh, and they're both great guys too so we're really looking forward to having them and yeah and you mentioned you know two veteran guys in a locker room that already has its fair share of guys that have a lot of MLS experience, how do you think that's going to bolster the club and, and especially help a lot of the young guys on the team? No, I think, I think it's a great situation. Anytime you have, um, you know, a good amount of veterans who can help out the young guys grow, develop, uh, you know, whether it be trying to teach them something here or give them confidence there, you know, it, it's really important to have those, um, you know, that type of culture in the locker room. And, and we have that. And I think that can only uh, benefit us moving forward. You yourself, like like we mentioned before, have been with the club since 2013. If you could name your favorite moments with the club, what would they be? And and what would you, and I would finish with, what are your expectations for the rest of this season? 
Um, I've had a lot of good, very good memories. Um, you know, just from my first, my first home game that I was able to play in. Um, it was actually a terrible game, but um, we were able to get a, a, a zero-zero tie out of KC, I believe, early in my my first year with the team. So I, I'll always remember that game. Um, you know, obviously making the finals of, of MLS Cup and, and Open Cup. Um, but they're tough memories because we weren't able to capitalize on those games. Uh, other than that, I'm just looking forward to, you know, we, we have a great team. Uh, and once, you know, once we put a few things together, um, like we discussed, you know, remaining solid defensively, um, getting these results, you know, we're going to, we're going to do really well. I'm just looking forward to the team and the culture having success uh, moving forward and, and um, getting a championship uh, for the club. Absolutely. And I, I have to bounce back with good goalkeeping does wonders for your club in terms of confidence. How has Matt Turner's pretty stellar play raised the level of, of attitude and, and, and intensity in the locker room? Yeah, no, he's been outstanding. He's a special uh, player and special goalkeeper uh, and just timely saves that he's made like in DC early on. Um, it just gives the team life and momentum um, in order to continue to, to, to hopefully prevent all those chances and shots, but knowing that, you know, if it's not perfect, he can bail us out and it's huge to have. He's been outstanding, like I said, and uh, it only helps uh, the morale and the play of the team. How have you seen his level of play grow since he joined the club? Yeah. I mean, every year he gets better. He's uh, he came in, you know, he was this shot stopper in my opinion, you know, he, he stopped everything in training. Um, I don't remember exactly like how many games he played in his first couple of years, but I know he was uh, getting games on loan his rookie year and uh, his, his next couple in and out of the lineup, he's just grown, you know, whether it be organizationally uh, vocally and also with his feet, he's always been a great shot stopper always will, but his other, the other parts of his game just continue to improve too. And he's really uh, a, really a special player. If you could give any message to young goalkeepers versus uh, communicating to young to midfielders who want to grow their game, how important is that communication level between the goalkeepers and the rest of the squad? Yeah. I mean, not just the goalkeepers, but yes, to the goalkeepers, like communication is, uh, is incredibly important. It, you know, from the goalkeepers talking to the uh, the defenders, the defenders talking to the midfielders, midfielders to the to the forwards, it's it's really infectious. Um, it helps the whole team just be in a better position, even if you're communicating incorrectly. Uh, this is kind of what I say. Obviously, you don't want to be incorrect, but even if you're saying the wrong stuff, it just creates everyone. Everyone's in the moment. They're all doing the same thing. They're all aware of it, and they all do it together. So you'll still be um, on the same page with your team and, and everything will, will work out. So I always say like the more you talk, the more communication there is throughout the field. Um, you're just making everyone's job on the, on the field easier. Kids, if you're listening, you heard it here first. <laughs> so Scott, I do want to thank you very much for your time. Um, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I mean, thanks for having me, Carter. Uh, yeah, definitely had a good time. And, uh, Hope, hope it was a good interview. Absolutely. As always, guys, it is off the post. All Boston, all sports, all the time. See you guys next week.